Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Final hour at Men and Woods on a Tuesday brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCOVID19.com. And our thanks again to the Hall of Famer Trevor Hoffman stopping by in our last segment. Uh, Bob Melvin, the manager of the Padres, going to be here in our last hour. I don't know what he is going to be uh, authorized to speak to us probably not much about the trey turner situation from yesterday but that was the big story uh with trey turner agreeing to an 11 year 300 million dollar deal with the philadelphia phillies after the padres not only we we keep saying kicked the tires they did way more than that i mean they had their credit run allegedly they you know they went into the they were working on the paperwork in the office Uh, they had taken the test drive it was it was all there. It looked like it came down to an either-or decision, mostly, for Trey Turner, and he went with either instead of or and is heading to Philadelphia for probably some personal reasons, and, you know, that's that's his prerogative. And ultimately, lifestyle, you know, the, the amount of money, $300 million, $325 million, whatever it is, you're rich either way. You're, you're taken care of either way. It's not... It's not necessarily about the money at that point. Um, now, if it was me, and I was trying to pick where I wanted to kind of raise my family and put my roots down, I it would be an easy call. Well, I'd never, go in San Diego. You've never lived anywhere else in your entire I have, life. I have, but I've been to Philadelphia. Okay, well, I mean, it's it's I've lived other places, but your answer is still correct. Thank this you. Is okay, the, good. This is the spot, right? I mean, I've lived I, in I've lived in every corner of this country. And and Trey, not close. Trey Turner obviously, you know, he can the second the season is over, he can go back to home base in Florida where he's from, and you know, a lot of ball players do that. But when you sign an 11-year deal, is there not some is there not some imperative to become more of a part of the community uh no not anymore not at all there used to be not even with an 11-year deal what was Hosmer's deal eight you ever see him out well and he's not here anymore right but i mean i mean there's no there's i i I know personally we love it when they do and we want that to happen will myers was not i mean the, the second that the season ended that dude was on a in a deer blind or on a putting green in North Carolina. The second. I mean, it was a strike three, you're out, season's over. It's a a tough question because no one, hey, it's still their job. As as fun as it is, as much money as they make, being a ball player is their their job, job. and they are certainly entitled to have their own life and their own, make their own choices after hours, as it were, in the offseason, whenever. But I, I feel like if it were me, 
And, you know, I signed a giant deal to play in a city for that team and those fans. Yeah, I might have a vacation house somewhere else, but I'd feel like I'd need to be there even during some of the, a lot of the off season. Especially, you know, especially a foundation, uh, well, uh, you know, charitable events that I'm doing in the maybe, city and, where I play. And maybe he will, you know, but especially an 11-year deal. You know, the, the Carlos Correa you sign a one-year deal with an opt-in in Minnesota, I don't, and, and maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, I don't know. There was a responsibility, and I've talked to, to plenty of, of agents and, and players about it. There was a responsibility back in the day to be a part of the city in which you played, and that has gone a little bit by the wayside. I think some guys embrace it, some guys don't. Uh, you know, Joe Musgrove's from here, so you're never going to not have Joe Musgrove handing out turkeys at a supermarket or doing whatever he can for this community. This is where he was born and raised. You know, other guys, they're not so committed to it. And that's, I don't know that it makes you, you know, as long as you show up and you perform and you're ready to play, that's really all I care about. We love the extra. You love the extra mile. You love that Joe does that. You love that Manny does that, and he's building a house here. You it, love but, that. But Manny, and, can, and I don't begrudge, you know, his Miami time and, and going back home as well, but he's done a good job of, you know, living the boat. You know, he feels like he's embraced San Diego. No question. Without giving up all of his roots. And, no and I respect that about Manny Machado just a ton, the way he's handled it. There's no doubt. And it's really important in this city is what I've learned um, in, in 13 years here. You have to – It's it sounds foolish because it's so easy to embrace this city. It's so easy because it's freaking perfect. So um, I just don't know how much it matters anymore. I don't I, I don't know. I, and I know – like Bryce Harper has done a good job in, in Philadelphia. Am I at home right now? What is happening? Is there a kid crying? Because I'm getting – starting to get the chills. <laughs> There's little kids like screaming. There, there, there is. There is somewhere. Taylor? I mean, we are in a hotel. It's not only the MLB winter meetings. Not every room Taylor? is filled with MLB executives. There are also probably people visiting their families over the holiday season who are staying What here. holiday is it? It's uh, it's Christmas this month. It's not. We got... Yeah, but people come and visit their families in December. 19 days early? Yeah, but not, not everyone is here on Christmas. All they right. come before christmas and then they head home to okay. celebrate with their own you know families and under their own tree they come out you know for some festive holiday events maybe a little that's bit early what, maybe that's what we just heard it's possible okay bob melvin is in the building saw him just arrive how's he looking looking good good he's talking to ken rosenthal oh. in the lobby that's like the judge and altuve picture <laughs> Tall and not so tall. Bob yes. Melvin is very tall. Yes. How's it going, everybody? Good. Fun it's morning. Really hot now. It's been it's absurd I'm in this room. It's, it's like yesterday was cold. <gasps> we were sweating yesterday. It's been freezing in here until about ten minutes ago. I think it's a. Um, do I need to go find somebody else? We just had like no, I'm good. an hour and a half of straight Put Adam on. I just got to look at Woods and his blank stare over here. I think it's kind of a mistake to assume because the Padres offered Trey Turner $300 million that they have $300 million to spend they do. this offseason. They absolutely and that, do. Well, no, I mean that, okay, now we got to find we know three. But, but that doesn't mean they have to now go find three $100 million players so to sign it. I just got an ESPN notification. Buster Olney, like Padres could take a shot at Aaron Judge. <laughs> Correa, Swanson, Xander. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. They could. They yes, might. It's a very open-ended statement. It's a very. Of it's like 
it's literally just fishing with dynamite at this point. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, they could look at him, and they, they absolutely could. But it, how weird would it be if it was like the, the Manny deal that, you know, everyone assumed he was going to the Yankees, everyone then assumed he was going to the White Sox, and then all of a sudden you swoop in, and he's a San Diego Padre. Well, but look at it from your own personal finances. Let's say you've got, let's say you're going to spend $70,000 on a sports car. You want the top of the line. But unfortunately, the one you wanted is it. no longer available. You don't go Are you going to buy three, you know, <laughs> Honda Civics yeah. instead? Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't replace what you were going for. It's not the same value. Yeah, I mean, three cars is great, but what you really wanted was that sports car. Now that it's no longer available, you don't just necessarily say, okay, I have to go out and spend this $70,000 on two other cars but you can. that equal $70,000. But you can pivot from that Maserati to uh, Porsche. You can pivot. You There's, can, yeah. and, and and I'm, I'm glad if the Padres are looking at other Porsches out there, yeah. like, like Aaron Judge. I just don't think you necessarily – you could go out and spend, you know – 80 million on a good player you don't have to spend every single dollar you were going to spend for sure on trey turner trey turner is a special player sure trey turner is i'd say a step above you know most of the other guys who are available That's this offseason exact, and, exactly and is, what worth, said. is worth stretching a little bit more than some of these other guys and yeah it'd be nice to have carlos redon but i don't know that i want to spend that anywhere close to that much on an arm that who knows when they're going to break down that is what if you would you do two six, two years 60 mil for a Redon? short deal yeah I, I would consider that i would too. i know i don't know that radon would want to consider that you know you're a pitcher you want you want a little extra time for your risk of signing with a club a four-year deal something that you know that hey if i do get hurt one year and i have to sit out with a tommy john surgery i'm still getting paid i still got a job when i come back would you have i done, can take my time to get back into a rotation would you have done the verlander deal would i have done it from what perspective padre's perspective i don't think so really i don't 43 what? plus million dollars 86 total two years try to win a world series in the next two years while you have juan soto now that I think about it, now that it's over and he's not available, I look at that and go, oh, I kind of wish we would have done that. Just because he won the Cy Young Award last year, though, doesn't mean that he's not. I mean, time still gets everybody. And my guess is is that even Justin Verlander is going to start feeling that that pull. That, you know, whether it's a, a losing a mile or two on your fastball, you know, that can make a huge difference. And I'm not saying that Justin Verlander is going to be bad in the next two years i would be very surprised if he was bad but i don't want to pay 43 million dollars for a guy who's he's, he's close to cy young you know he's you know he's a top 20 cy young guy you know he's he's 15 and 8 with a 3.2 era i can get another guy for a lot cheaper than that than justin verlander do you really think he's going to be the best pitcher in baseball the next two years i don't but you're paying like he is. You're paying like he's going to be the best pitcher in baseball Buddy, I didn't think the next he, two years. I didn't think he would win Cy Young. I didn't either. I didn't either. And I mean, maybe he'll surprise again. And, and then the Mets, and a World Series champion. And, and the a World Mets Series will look winner. like geniuses if he pitches anywhere near as like he did this last year for the next two years. The Mets will look like geniuses. Yep. But if he's just good and not great, it's a massive overpay for a pitcher at his age. Yeah. A massive overpay. Yeah. I mean, unless he wins your World Series, you know, unless he wins your World Series. So I, there's a lot. There's a lot of balls still in the I air. I like Dusty Baker's quote yesterday. So, sorry to see Verlander go. He's a man. 
And then I had to add, and he's 40, or will be in a couple of months. Is he he's 39? He's 39. He'll be 40 in February. So when he shows, shows up at spring training, he'll be 40. He will be in his 40s and making in the 40s wow. million dollars per year. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's something we haven't really talked about uh, either, is the question that I asked Trevor Hoffman is, how does Tatis react to this news? Unless they, uh, they obviously know something we don't, right, Ben? And they think, they think well, you know, you're our, you're our center fielder of the future, right? You're our, we're going to move you here, we're going to move you to left, whatever. I mean, is that, because if I'm Tatis Jr. and I got the big statue contract and I know I screwed up, but I'm on my way back, the redemption trail, oh, they want to bring in Trey Turner. You bummed? I, I, I would have to think it's a concern. I, I don't know that I'm bummed, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a closer and they bring in another closer, you're that, like, oh, that's cool. A my, concern, am I, am right? I an eighth inning guy now? Yeah, that's isn't that a concern? I, I mean, think so. You get bumped off of your position. I might be more concerned that as as good as Hassan Kim is defensively, that the Padres are saying, yeah, and we might want to keep Hassan Kim at shortstop. Now, it's one thing to be moved for Trey Turner. It's true. It's another thing. Is is and again? I'm not saying anything bad about Hassan Kim. His defense is outstanding, but it is another thing to be okay. I know that I can I can out hit this guy. I mean, we've seen it happen all the time. Yeah, no doubt. So how how do I feel about getting bumped for Hassan Kim at shortstop? I mean, I think I think and like Harold Reynolds said early this morning. You know, I think he is the shortstop of the future. I think Fernando Tatis will eventually find his way back to that position. I mean, would Trey Turner have done an Alex Rodriguez and say, hey, you know, it's not my position? He moved to third for Derek Jeter. Probably strategically it would have made more sense for the Yankees to switch to play no doubt. Rodriguez at short Jeter at third. and Jeter at third, correct? Yeah, Jeter wouldn't move. You were a Yankees fan at yep. the time. Jeter wouldn't move. And it, I'm not moving. Juan is batting the lineup, but I'm not moving. It I'm the shortstop. It shouldn't matter. You should all. If you've got a guy in the lineup, shouldn't he be playing at the best defense? You should put your best defender at the best position. Correct. Right now, that's Hassan Kim. Yeah. If he is playing for the Padres in a lineup, he really should be at short. As it stands today, yes. When Correct. Fernando Tatis Jr. is healthy, though, I think you could make the argument the other way. I think. And when you get to that bridge, you can cross it. Yeah. But – you know, on day one of the season next year, well, it's, it or has, day twenty of the has, season it next has year, to be. It, you would think that Hassan Kim is the best option at shortstop, and then you figure out what's the second best option then for Fernando Tatis Jr. Is it the outfield? Is it first base? Is it second base? Is it designated hitter? I like that the Padres said, "Hey, we're going to take all the guesswork out of it and just go sign Trey Turner. He's going to play short. Fernando, you're in the outfield, and uh, Hassan Kim, you're moving to second base. There he is, June. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. And June Lee, good to see you." Uh, why don't we take a quick timeout? We're going to check we'll traffic, right and then we'll come back uh, with Jim Lee. ESPN going to join us, uh, and then Bob Melvin coming by on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Phantom. Go away. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ninety-seven three, The Fans, live coverage of the winter meetings presented by Petter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Poway. Know that, but he does it better than Petter of Poway. What you said yesterday was like Geraldo's vaults. Yeah. We showed up, and then there was no one here, and we teased <laughs> it was, everything, it was, and it was, it was nothing. basically nothing for four for, hours. Yeah, well, like two hours, two and, and a half And then hours. Trey Turner and Justin Verlander signed after we were off the air. Yep. Today has happens. been, though, a cavalcade. Yes. Just one after another, and actually very excited to welcome June Lee from ESPN. We've had him on by phone but to meet him in person very cool it's good to see you june thanks for having me on it's good to see you guys in real life it's our pleasure to see this uh, breaking news here the padres have signed outfielder david Dahl to a minor league deal <laughs> so we are we're off and running here in the offseason they have filled the hole left by yeah. jerks and profile yeah, well david's also might be a hole in the lineup so <laughs> he uh it last played in colorado did not crack two. No, no, he hit two ten with the Rangers in twenty twenty one. I'm sorry. Yeah, twenty twenty. He was with the Rockies. Rangers uh, hit two ten. Yeah, okay. He's, he's one of those guys who was like a high profile prospect coming up, so he's going to continue getting opportunities because teams are going to be like, he had the talent at one point. Like, let's see if he, he can. Right, if we can, can unlock he, it. Right, Aaron Profile AJ, was one of those guys too. AJ Preller interested in a guy Texas who used to Ranger? be a top prospect <laughs> and was on the Texas Rangers. It checks at all some the points. It checks all the boxes for the uh, San Diego Padres. But uh, June and I were just talking off the air. You're writing a piece right now. There's a, an interesting, a couple, bunch of interesting teams in Major League Baseball to watch, but uh, Boston Red Sox remain a, a pretty interesting team. Mookie Betts trade, we curse them here in San Diego for that deal every <laughs> single day. They traded Mookie Betts for oh, almost nothing. Verdugo's a pretty good player, but he ain't Mookie Betts. Uh, and then, of course, now the Xander Bogarts sweepstakes is on in Major League Baseball. Where will he sign? Will the Red Sox get him back? What is going on in Boston? Yeah, I mean, I, I say this as a Red Sox fan. Like, you look at the Mookie Betts trade from a couple of years ago, and the way that that was sold to the fan base is salary cap relief. Like, yeah. we're, we're moving money off the luxury tax. We are building for the future. We need to make sure we have flexibility to build something long-term sustainable. And the front office and, and ownership, really, didn't want to invest in a contract where Mookie Betts at 37 years old is getting paid $40-plus million dollars a year. Sure. And he's, you know, putting up two to three wins above replacement. Like, it just, they didn't want to do that in terms of a financial investment. Now, the question is, you have the financial flexibility. We are in the future now. It is Now been, is the future. Now is the future. Who is this money going to <laughs> is the question. Because you have Xander Bogarts. This is kind of the prime kind of candidate to receive this kind of money. He's a beloved dude in the clubhouse. Beloved. Number one overall prospect coming up. He's one of the few guys who lives up to that prospect building. Has been one of the best, most consistent shortstops in the game offensively for his entire career. Won a World Series in 2013 as a 19-year-old rookie. You know, wins another World Series. He's been in this dispute with the, with the team for multiple seasons now where 
he was willing to sign a contract a couple years ago, and the team has lowballed him, and now we're going to the point where he's in free agency, and there's, a, and there's a bunch of teams interested in him. Is there a possibility that the Red Sox and the Dodgers, who are at least um, a telegraphing a very quiet offseason, not re-signing Trey Turner, not you know signing Justin Verlander, letting Bellinger walk for we, the qualifying. We talked about this a little bit earlier, are hoarding money for Shohei Otani in one year, and what could be an unbelievable free agent deal if they get to that point. See, the thing with the Red Sox is I'm not sure that the Red Sox have the time or the patience to wait for Shohei Otani at this point because you, know, you guys are in sports radio. Sports radio in Boston, oh it really affects the temperature of the market. And it's not necessarily about affecting the decisions that the front office makes, but it's about how fans are happy with the team and whether or not they're bringing in money, whether the ratings are coming in. Like, there, there is a huge effect on just the mood of the fan base from what sports radio does in Boston. And sports radio is pissed right now. Yeah, what do we affect in this market? I don't think much, actually. <laughs> we're soft. Yeah, we're soft San Diego yeah. media. That's what we are. We're fans of the team, so we're, we get we get roasted. Well, in Boston, like, we're all, like, bitter East Coast. Like, in the winter, we have nothing else to do except sure. for complain about the sports teams. Bitch about the Red Sox. Exactly. Right. It's so, like a it's like a national pastime there. Hundred percent. There's nothing else to do. as someone who grew up in Boston. There's nothing else to do in the winter other than to complain about the Patriots, the Red Sox, Celtics, well, Bruins. It, it's funny. I saw a tweet the other day. They hired uh, Hein Bloom, you know, from the the Rays, and they said they hired the the Rays former GM, and now they're turning into the Rays. When before my thing, when I grew up and I was a Yankee fan, I, the Red Sox spent a ton of dough. They spent a ton of money. They brought in. You know, the Chris Sales, they brought in the shillings, and they spent money, but they always played themselves as like, no, no, we're the gritty underdogs. I'm like, no, nah, you got a payroll that's like right behind <laughs> the Yankees. Like, I'm not buying this bit. You can, that kind of sums up Boston in general. Yeah, so. of course. Like, no, we're just the gritty, we're the gritty underdogs. But, that has, but has to be one of the most wealthy cities in America. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, but now to watch them literally say, mm, I'm going to let these generational players go and, and let these guys walk, is is weird to me. It's not what I'm used to. Yeah, it's it's really bizarre because I think the vision initially when Heim came in was basically create a Dodgers East Coast sure. where you have the payroll to go out and spend a lot of money, but also try to maximize every single dollar you have in the roster. Try to not make any mistakes. And I think that is what's paralyzed the front office yeah. right now where they don't want to make any mistakes. They don't want to make any bad deal. And that's the trouble a lot of these Wall Street kind of analytics-minded front offices now where no one wants to lose a deal. Not even of once. Course, of and, course. And it's affecting kind of the aggressiveness and how they make their decisions. I mean, there's been conversation about how Dave Dombrowski, you know, he spent a lot of money in kind of a pretty reckless way, and he gutted the farm system. The Red Sox still won a World Series. They, did. they won a World Series. But you know the, he put them in a in a financial position, um, enabled by ownership to not be in a position to sign Mookie Betts by signing a bunch of bad contracts. But now they're in a spot where they're kind of indecisive in free agency, and that reputation is spreading among other front offices and also the agents that are representing these players. Well, they've been attached to every single player this offseason, and they have not gotten one guy locked down. Not one guy has said you know they, they were in on on Eflin, they were in on Canley. Uh, today they've been in on a ton of guys checking in on everybody haven't closed the deal yet so what's worse losing a deal or two or closing no deal and and Heim said yesterday in a conversation with the media that they're looking at seven to nine guys they've added two relievers already kind of on the back end Chris Mar and Joely Rodriguez yep. but there's a lot of stuff they need to continue to add like they had a huge plan coming into this offseason sure and I mean, we'll see what happens. We still have time, but Bogarts is kind of the big key here. Yeah, talking to ESPN's June Lee, and obviously no team wants to 
do a bad deal that they're saddled with for years for a player that's no longer in their prime. But is that even possible anymore? I mean, we just saw Trey Turner get 11 years. He's going to be 41 yesterday. at the end of that deal? Yeah, if, if there's, 30, there's 29 other teams you're competing against. If you want players... You're going to have to suck it up, I think, nowadays, and know that some of those, some of that money is going to be bad money that you're throwing after the good. And here's the thing with the Red Sox: you can still sign Pablo Sandoval, which is an awful contract. You can you can sign Carl Crawford, which yep. is one of the worst contracts in baseball history, and you can still win a World Series. Yes, yeah, you absolutely can. And that's what makes Boston different than most other markets. You have the the financial resources to do that. June, really appreciate it. Good Thank man, you so much. June. Nice to meet Thank you in you. person. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate Diego. it. Good so you're, you. you're writing a piece about this exact story right now, I right? Will, yes. It will be on ESPN.com at some point in the near future. I look forward to it. I man. see the uh, the skipper is going to join yep. us. Bob Melvin, Cruising San Diego right Padres through. manager, stopping by the table right after this. Don't go anywhere. It's Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Let's get right back to it. I don't think I've ever said this before, but this will be our second Major League Baseball manager we've had on this morning. Yeah. Had Skip Schumacher stopped by earlier, and now joining us is the manager of the San Diego Padres, Bob Melvin, with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Bob, it is good to see you. Welcome see to the show. Well. Yeah. Thank you. How, Thank you. Uh, so um, this is your first actual real offseason with the Padres, because last year you were hired, and then a couple weeks later, shut down for the lockout, and it was a very unusual offseason kind of get this is a very different experience i guess for you this year no without a doubt and in needed really because you need to come full circle and you know get to go through the process of you know how are we going to improve our team and be be amongst the the industry as a whole and you know the winter meetings are just seem to be such a big part of you know, baseball that, uh, you know, if you if you miss these, you don't feel like you get the full experience with the team. Well, and it's, it's the first time, too. We talked to you a little bit about it last year at the trade deadline. You know, you said, boy, this is a new experience for me. I'm used to saying goodbye to guys uh, at the trade deadline. This is also going to be different for you. Um, you've, you've brought back a couple of players from last year. I think really good decisions uh, there, no issues whatsoever. But you're also attached to a lot of big names. How hard or how fun is it for you as the manager to go, oh, yeah, I could see where I'd put him in the lineup, or well, it'd be fun to have him out in right field or anywhere else. Yes, probably some names that I'm not used to, <laughs> to talking about. Um, but I kind of look at it the same way I do the trade deadline. We get to two or three yard line, then I'm full in then on let that. Me know. It just seems to be so many that it's just it's it's almost too much to try to process. 
um, all the different names that are being bannered about and talked about. So we get close, it, it gets a little closer to my heart, but it, it certainly is very spirited and a little different experience for now, me. Now, do they, you know, I know every organization is, is, is run differently. Um, i trying to think of the best way to ask this. Are you are you consulted at all? Do the do you have because I'm sure every uh, if you're in a band you have songs you like to play that maybe somebody else doesn't want to play. Maybe you have an idea of what you want to do. Uh, is that a conversation that that you guys have? Man, I would love if you guys could get so and so. He'd be a perfect fit. Whatever. Yeah, across the board. So you know, how does it fit? Yeah. Do you move? I mean, you know, with the whole Trey Turner experience there, there's certainly going to be some shuffling to. To bring in a guy like that so there's there's a lot of conversation that, that you know so um yeah you would expect it and it's just a little bit more conversations <laughs> and more than, volume than, and more volume exactly and, and a lot and a lot more ban- being bantered about and a little bit more public as well we heard uh, aj preller's answer a few weeks ago when they asked well where is fernando tetis jr going to play the field going to be out yeah. there obviously <laughs> when he comes back instead of asking you that question because i don't think anything's changed how do you go about making that decision, you know, during the offseason, during spring training? What are going to be the factors that go into it for you? Yeah, what our roster looks like. So, you know, we're not done yet. Uh, it almost works against Fernando a little bit that he's so talented and so athletic and probably could play anywhere. He could probably play basketball, football, any sport, any position. So very few guys like him. And I think that, you know, what, what really spoke to me last year is when, you know, he was on the verge of potentially coming back. He just wanted to get back and help his team. So he was open for anything. Um, you know, I haven't really spoke to him about this portion of it this year. Uh, at this point in time, I just send him some videos of my hiking expeditions and, <laughs> and so forth. We haven't talked a ton of baseball at this point. I usually leave my guys alone until after the first of the year. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at some point in time where their conversations will come up, but I, I will tell you my experiences with him has been more than anything. Look, I, I just want to get back out on the field, help our team win. He, he's such a dynamic player, Bob. And, and you know, you, it, it's, it's tough. We were talking to Skip Schumacher this morning. He was sitting in with us, and, and he's, got a, he's got Jazz Chisholm. You know, and he made that kind of comparison. He said it's not fair to do to either player, but they are that way. And he said the first guy I went and had dinner with was Jazz Chisholm. I, I wanted to make it a priority to let him know that I've got his back. Uh, and then I'm here for him at the end of the day. When you are that dynamic of a player, and you do have to manage egos, um, are, do you get concerned that, oh, man, I hope, I hope he's not being affected by the news that maybe we are looking at another guy that, that's going to play shortstop uh, maybe for the next five, ten years? Well, yeah, of course, because, you know, you worry about him, and, you know, he's been a shortstop his entire career. He had to play some outfield based on, you know, the shoulder there for a little bit. And there's some pride involved. You know, he, if you ask him, he would say, hey, look, I want to play shortstop. Yeah. And I don't blame him. So, yeah, yes, you do worry a little bit about that. But I, I'm going on my experiences with him and my conversations with him. And, and uh, to this point, there, it hasn't made me too nervous, so Good. to speak. Bob Melvin, Padres manager, is with us. I think I tried to ask you last season about the new rules going into effect. And you said, well... Let's worry about this season first, and then when the season's over, we'll start thinking about it. Now, how much have you thought about what no shift looks like, You know what some of those changes are going to look like, and, and how the Padres can best implement and take advantage of the new rules next season? Yeah, so the, the, as far as the shift goes... You know, you're not going to have as many guys over on that side of the field. So, you know, how dynamic of 
athletic a fielder do you want at second base? Now, Jake Cronenworth did a fantastic job for us last year and probably could in any position, too, similar to Fernando. He could probably play anywhere, and he's been great about it, too. In the middle of the game, we move him over to first base. He's fine with it. He goes and finds his first base glove and gets out there a little bit late. <laughs> but, him. you know, he, he's going to do whatever it takes to, to help the team. And I think Fernando kind of is in the same light as far as that goes. But you do have to look at, okay, you know, there's only going to be one guy over there. There's going to be first, excuse me, first baseman and second baseman. How many left-handed hitters are in the lineup on a particular night, and what do we have to cover? I mean, shortstop might not be the position that you have to cover too much on a particular night. It might be over on the other side of the field now. So all those things come into play when you think about the composition and dynamic of what you're you know, your lineup's going to look like on a particular night. Talking to uh, Padre Skipper Bob Melvin here on Ben and Woods, and uh, we were talking to Hoffy earlier. He was sitting here, and he said, oh, I still remember the ball Brocious hit off me. I'll never forget it. You know, uh, Robert Suarez, you know, the, he'll think about that last pitch he threw to Bryce Harper, and it was a good pitch, and he just hit a great pitch out for you as a skipper. Uh, after, after what was, at the end of the day, a, a very fun for the fans. We had such a blast covering and watching those games, Bob. But for you, how much have you dwelled on on how it ended last season oh it was horrible i mean it's like a de- i said it's like a death yeah you know and and it, it's hard to get over those things you know but at some point in time you have to i think you also have to give bryce harper a little credit 100 he may have hit anybody in the in the world at that point the hottest in hitter in the world right then and you know so i it, it is what it is you know and it, i get a lot of questions about how is robert suarez going to handle that robert suarez is going to be fine yeah i mean i, I his reaction he came to my my office after the game and you know based on the fact that he could opt out he might not be here he was like thank you for this opportunity you know we we don't know what next year is going to look like you know i love playing for this team i love this team and just the look on his face after a game like that hey i think he moved on pretty quickly so you have to you know and if, if season's still going you you have to move on the next day but you know it, when the season ends abruptly like that I mean, you're you're accountable, and you feel bad for for everything that happens, and um, you know you wish it could have gone a different way. But we, you know, we still feel pretty good about the guy who was on the mound, and I, it won't affect him, I don't think, going down the road. But you know, it it, it affects you a little while to, to get over that through the off season, and uh, you know, you, to the extent of where you almost can't wait for spring training to start again, so you can start playing baseball again. Bob, do you have Nick Martinez written in? Maybe not in ink, but as one of the starters going into next season. I mean, he was very valuable in the role he played for you. So good. So many different roles last season, and I'm sure it's tempting to to look at those roles again, but you, you obviously need some starting pitching. It's something he's expressed wanting to do. How is that kind of decision going to be made? I, I'm sure in spring training, but what is your thinking now? Well, again, as we sit here right now, he's going to be one of the starters. Yeah. So, you know, and he was last year when we started the season. Very few guys are as versatile as he is. And, you know, his contract would suggest that he's open to do anything. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what our roster looks like here, too, going into the season. It, it could look a little bit different if, if we add another, you know, another arm or two in the rotation. But as we sit here right now, he's in the rotation. But we also know that he's awfully good in the uh, out of the bullpen. And you, we'll see where the season goes and where he's needed most. And I think, he'd, you know, he showed you last year he just wants to help his team win. On the uh, on the Bob Melvin wish list for for next season, what what do you look at right now and say? You know, I feel pretty good about this aspect of our team or this aspect, but if I could improve the team a little bit, what is something you would like to see? Well, I think we have to address at first, unless you know we, we do something a little different and cronies over there. 
um, you know, with Profar gone and outfield spot and then maybe a little pitching. The great thing is that we don't have too many spots that we have to worry yeah. about. So And the core is so good. Right, and right. we have a great team. I mean, as we sit here right now, we have to start with this team and fill in from, you know, maybe six-year free agents or do something like that. I'd still be really, really, you know, happy about the group that we have. So I, I, I'm always in the light of I like the team that we have, and if you do something different you bring somebody in, then great. But going forward right now, I, I mean, we still have a really good group. We asked uh, Harold Reynolds again this morning about Juan Soto and, and what he expects from Juan. And it's got to be tough getting traded over an organization you spent your entire career with. Uh, now he'll be spring training with you guys, with the guys. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. He's such a phenomenal, phenomenal hitter. Can you speak to his his desire, his work ethic, what he wants to do uh, as far as the kind of hitter he wants to be? Yeah, you look at the back of his baseball card, and that shows you the type of hitter he is. It's insane. insane. He was doing stuff at an age that nobody was doing it. So he got a lot thrown at him last year when he came to us, and a lot of expectation, a lot of pressure on him to have to be that guy. At the end of the day, even though the numbers didn't look great, he look at how he performed in the big at-bats down the stretch for us. So... You know, you, he's going to get he, he, that back of the baseball card looks that way for for a reason. He's going to have a full spring training with us. He knows the team now. He knows the city now. He knows the expectations. He's going to get back to doing Swan Soto things. I have no doubt about that. Ooh, might he be a better fit in left field at Petco Park? Have you had that discussion with him about in the future, fielding wise? I haven't with him yet. It depends on what right field looks like no. for us too. So, no. you know, I think in speaking with him before, it's it's like. I'm, I'll do anything I, I have to do or I'm asked to do. I'd just like to remain in one spot so I can work in that spot. He is a, a baseball rat. He works. He works not only in a cage, but he works on his defense, and he likes to be consistent in the position that he plays. So I think it's more about, okay, where am I going to play, and let's try to keep me there. Is it fair that we may not have seen the best of his defense adjusting to a new ballpark, sure. new yeah. uh, sight lines, you know, new corners that he had to play with that – that we may not have seen the best of Juan Soto's defense There's some nuance in, yeah. in Petco in right yeah. field for sure, and, and just how the ball carries, you know, and plays in the West Coast at times yeah. too. Early in the season, wasn't going anywhere, and then later in the season, the ball was carrying out there. You got little nooks and crannies and corners and stuff like that. I think that just kind of speaks to the, the entirety of his body of work and that there was just a lot thrown at him. So I think you're going to see Juan Soto be the all-star and perennial potential MVP every year that he that he usually is. Well, Bob, it's great to see you here at the winter meetings. I, I mean, Boach is back in the game. Dusty Baker's been here. You, you have some time with uh, some of your peers, uh, you know, in, in the managing ranks. I saw them back-to-back yesterday. And Boach, <laughs> I, I tell you, I, it brings a smile to my face. I've gotten to know Boach pretty well from, you know, being – you know, playing them across the bay over there and so forth. And for him to be back in the game, you know, similar to, you know, Dusty coming back after a couple of years off and doing his thing, Dusty wins a World Series. Nothing Boach is going to do is going to surprise you <laughs> if he takes that team, you know, to the playoffs and so forth this year. But just two great baseball men and just the game, you know, missed them when it's they, better when for, they it's better with them. without a yep. doubt. So it was great to see both those guys. I love how healthy he looks, you that know, moving yeah. freely, walking yeah. around. I felt so bad at limping out to the mound when he was trying to get it done a few years ago. It's amazing what a couple years off can do to man, your body. It brings a smile to my face to see Boach back. and brings a some surgeries. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and a smile yeah. to see you as well, Bob. Thank you so much. You got it. My pleasure, Bob guys. Bob Melvin, manager of the San Diego Padres, here with us. What an epic day it's been. Speaking of Boach, uh, we are uh, hoping to have him on the show tomorrow morning, 6 to 10 a.m. We've been working on that all week, and I think optimism is fairly 
high that we'll get a chance to talk with the new manager of the Texas Rangers, the new manager of Jacob deGrom we'll see. Uh, tomorrow. But uh, one more day here from 6 to 10 this hour, 97.3 The Fan, brought to you by Mozzie Heating, Air, and Solar. New kitchen, home theater. Nobody cares if your heating and cooling system isn't working right. That's why you need Mozzie. They have certified technicians you can trust. How do you temperature? Visit mozzie.com today. Well, yesterday may have felt like a, a little bit of an oversell. Woo. Today has to go undersell. down as one of the most epic days of Ben and Wood's uh, guests that we've ever had. That's why we're sitting here being uncomfortable at a table instead of in your beloved comfortable studio where I know you'd rather be on well, most yeah. days. Well, yeah, I mean, that's where the magic is made. But today was pretty magical. I got I to gotta say that was a lot of fun, a lot of great guests, a lot of baseball insight. And, you know, you, you capped it off in a perfect way with the skipper, Bob Melvin. Uh, again, still brings that sense of calm that I think a lot of fans, broadcasters need. I think, Bob, one thing that stuck with me is the outside-the-box thinking that I hadn't even considered. And, you know, it, it may be better off keeping guys in the same position where they're comfortable. Some guys just do better when they're, hey, Jerickson, you're out in left field. Don't worry about anything else. But when he said, hey, you go up against a left-handed lineup with no shift – you may want to think about moving your best defensive players to the right side of the infield right. that day. And then if you're going up against a right-handed lineup, you may want to shift that guy over to the left side of the infield on another given day. You're actually tailoring infield lineups to the to the, the team you're facing, to the batting order that you're going up against. Yeah. Maybe that is part of the thinking here with A.J. Preller looking at a Trey Turner and stuff that we may need to be able to be flexible and move guys around inside our own infield yeah, to, to best take advantage of matchups with no shift. You know, and so much of it is, is, is player dependent. You have to have, not only do you have to have the athletic ability to do that, you have to have the right mindset to do it. There are a handful of guys that go, I don't care where you play me, I'm great at four different positions, put me somewhere and just let me hit. There are guys like that in the big leagues. Then there are guys that say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a first baseman, I'm a second baseman, I'm a shortstop, whatever, that's where I want to be. And while Bob glowed about Jake Cronenworth's flexibility, I also got the sense that he views Jake Cronenworth as his starting second baseman. Sure. And that, you know, so my guess is that first base will remain a priority for yep. the Padres this offseason. Uh, they wanted to land Jose Abreu. It didn't happen. Yep. Going to have to look elsewhere on the market, potentially to find a, a first baseman that allows you to continue to play that valuable Jake Cronenworth out at second base. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm absolutely more than fine going into the season with Jake Cronenworth at second and Hassan Kim at short. Um, you know, the, the problem is, Benny, the first base market, I, I just don't know who the, who the guy is right now. I don't know who it is that, that blows my hair back. Uh, but he's got to find somebody. Got to find somebody. And it sounds like Bob, Bob Melvin wants one, too. I know a lot of uh, Tier 1s coming down to kind of be part of the fun here at the winter meetings. Don't forget, also going on that holiday market at Gallagher Square, uh, continuing to run through the month of December, 4 to 10 o'clock daily. Tickets start at $10 for kids, $14 for adults. It's based on date and time. They've got artisan shops, lighting displays, seasonal food and beverage, holiday characters, and more. You can reserve your spot, get your tickets at Padres.com slash holiday market. It's just down the street. In fact, I'm parked on the other side of Petco Park again today because – I didn't want to pay. What did you pay? $42? Yeah, I didn't. Odyssey did. Odyssey $42, did. $42. Yeah. Now, what about today? Again, $42, another $42? Yeah, exactly. So by the time we're done, <laughs> tomorrow we're talking about $126. Yeah. So Woods can park right here 
next to the uh, well, next to our broadcast location. Paul and I have all the equipment and everything. You know, that's how we have to do it. Yeah, so. I bet Sammy Levitt just walked up. He's not expensing one hundred and twenty-six dollars in parking <laughs> over these next three days. Well, it's what is it? Uh, Ten a.m. Yeah, do it at four thirty. Right, hi Sammy. I parked where I was supposed to park. I valeted. It's four thirty in the morning. Are you guys kidding me? Good lord. Unbelievable. Colonel Sammy's Buck. still new. Sammy's still trying to impress yeah, Adam. Sammy's still trying to stay in, on Adam's good side. I'm, I'm, I, we've I, been I, off the good side. Yeah, for, we've been off the good what, side. What have we been here? Four and a half years? Yeah. So it's been about four. It's been about four years. It's been about four and a half years. Me, when I got here, yeah, yeah, whatever you need me to do. Yeah, I'll walk. Sure. Absolutely. So we will, uh, yeah, we got Coach Shine Quintero, Braden coming up next, uh, winning Chris, Chris this afternoon. Got Fred McGriff going to be on the show. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. This morning. How about crime that? dog. Hall when, of so, AJ Preller, I think, as well after that. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. So Tony was Tony was probably just a wee toddler when Fred McGriff was teammates with his dad on the San Diego Padres, right? I mean, what was what year was Tony? What was Tony Gwynn Jr. born? He was. Uh, wait, this, he uh, just turned check. forty. He just turned forty, so eighty-two. So he was like yeah, eight. So he was like eight or nine years old. So wow. he was hanging out in the clubhouse with Fred McGriff yeah. back in the early nineties when his dad was teammates with the Crime Dog. And now the crime dog going into the Hall of Fame, and he's going to be on with Gwen and Chris this afternoon. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, tomorrow, Paulie, what do we have lined up for now? Maybe Bochi. Maybe Bochi. It is the manager's breakfast, so yeah. uh, hopefully he can work that in uh, around there. Kind of wrap up. It's the Rule 5 draft uh, is tomorrow. I don't I don't feel like the Padres have a ton of unprotected guys right now. They've traded, honestly, they've traded most of the guys <laughs> that would be interesting to other teams away already. In other deals, so I've my, been my told guess Mark is Mark Grant's going to be running around here tomorrow. Oh, Mudcat! That, yeah, I think we do. He'll do an hour with us too. <laughs> yeah. So, good, beautiful. We'll look forward to that, Greg. All right, and then uh, we'll wrap it all up tomorrow. Everyone's going to be lean around, around this time, isn't it? Probably at the end of the yeah. Cool. I look forward to that. Oof. Maybe we get Bochy early enough. We can replay him at nine thirty. You can almost count can on save that. on thirty minutes of parking costs. Fine by me. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, thanks to Italian Paul back in the studio, our executive producer, the other Italian Paul Rindel. For Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Coach John Kintera coming up next here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.